0: ears podcast where we
1: discuss anything and everything disney i'm angela and i'm joan on today's episode we're playing another round of you can only keep one this time it is animated disney song edition
0: Ooh, i'm excited about this one and also very scared
1: i'm very excited about this why you worried like you're gonna lose friends over this
0: uh, yeah, I know, and I'm acting like I I wasn't the one that came up with this idea too.
1: <laughs> I know. All right, okay. I know
0: exactly. You didn't pick them, so I know exactly what I'm making us choose between. So
1: some controversial picks, I guess, coming your way. You're, you're gonna you're gonna lose friends on this episode. Okay, I'm I'm feeling good about it, but interesting take. Okay, all right. Before we get into that, though, let's cover the Disney news of the week. A few months ago, you know, there was word that Disney was looking at other ways to give benefits to Disney Plus subscribers, potentially shopping while watching TV shows, having exclusive access to things, maybe even perks in the theme parks. Well, we kind of got our first round of perks for Disney Plus subscribers. So it was actually this past week, uh, Disney Plus subscribers got early access to merchandise over on Shop Disney. And so they had uh, certain pieces of merchandise around uh, The Mandalorian, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Pixar um, out there that you had to be a Disney Plus subscriber to get access to for the first week, and then it's going to go on sale for everybody. So, this is kind of our, our first look at this. A lot of the merchandise, I looked day or two after this stuff went on sale, and a lot of it was sold out already. So, they had like a Sokotana lightsabers and they had a, a collectible Anakin and Obi Wan lightsaber set. That stuff was sold out already within a day or two. So, you know, being a Disney Plus subscriber definitely is an added benefit because you got early access to this. Because if you weren't Disney Plus, you know, this stuff's going to be sold out by the time it goes on sale to the general public. So, uh, interesting, you know, take on this again. They're kind of making Disney Plus almost like D23, where now it's going to be this like fan club paid membership thing. Um, so we'll be interested to see if Disney does more of this, but kind of a, a unique first look here of some exclusive merchandise you could get.
0: I feel like I I am a broken record where I am just constantly saying it's so frustrating that there are so many different clubs or tiers that you can be a Disney fan. You know, not only is there, you know, D23, there's also you can be an annual pass holder. You can also be DVC. Um, there's so many different things. And now they're making Disney Plus one of these. It's just making it so, it feels so money grabby. It is cool that you, you know, we buy this. And that's cool that we could get early access. But again, I don't know. It it kind of just feels like the people who are gonna go after these things anyway are your super super fans that are gonna do everything. Disney just don't feel like they need to do it. I think that they're just adding an extra incentive to belong to Disney Plus. But I don't even know if they need it. Well, I
1: think you bring up a good point of you know, does this even move the needle in terms of Disney plus subscribers, because you're not getting a discount on the merchandise or anything like that. You're just getting early access to purchase some of this stuff, which, again, some of the stuff was pretty cool. Like some of the the Black Panther merchandise was pretty cool merchandise. Some of the Star Wars stuff was good with the exclusive lightsabers and the collectibles like that. But other things, you know, around like Lightyear or frozen. I mean, it's not like that's really that great of merchandise that you need a week. Early access to so it is interesting like you're not getting a discount on it so how much are people really going to want uh, a week's early access to this merchandise if it's then going to go on sale for everybody like is that really going to get you to sign up for disney plus if you've not already signed up for it because because to your point all of these groups and disney plus and d23 and everything they're all catering basically to the same audience of die-hard disney fans and so if You haven't signed up for Disney Plus. Like, if you're already a Disney Plus subscriber, it's because you love Disney. Sure, that's a nice added benefit to maybe stay a subscriber a little bit longer. But, like, do you really need that incentive of early access to merch to stay a Disney Plus subscriber? Probably not. And if you're not a subscriber to Disney Plus already, is early access to merchandise really going to entice you? Because. You're probably not that big of a fan anyways that you want the early access to the merchandise.
0: I guess maybe they're going for a specific key demographic of people that maybe cancel Disney Plus in between shows. And maybe they're thinking, you know, if there's not if there is a show, maybe it's between Mandalorian coming out and Bad Batch. I don't know. I'm just picking two shows. What's going to incentivize them not to dump our service for a couple months so they could go to somewhere else?
1: Well, that is interesting because, the like I said, the best merchandise I felt like was the Black Panther and the Star Wars merchandise, which right now, you, you know, Andor is out, but I don't think that is as popular as some of the other Star Wars shows. And there's no Marvel show out right now on Disney+. Plus. So um, to your point, there's maybe those people that are like, oh, I can cancel my Disney Plus subscription right now because there's not you know, a big Star Wars or Marvel show out. But if you get exclusive merchandise, you're going to have to keep it this month until then the next show comes out. So interesting take. I'll be interested to see if Disney does more of this so that, you know, we'll kind of know was this successful or not if they do it again. But time will will tell on that. All right, the last piece of Disney news is that now we're getting into the holiday season now that Halloween is over. So the parks have switched over uh, to their holiday offerings. So Disney announced that the gingerbread houses at the hotels will be returning. So there'll be the gingerbread house at Disney's Grand Floridian and the Contemporary Resort over at Walt Disney World. Uh, they announced that a new addition this year will be the Jumbo House over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then over at Disneyland, they'll have a display at Disney's Grand Californian. They also have a display, and I, this is not something I knew about, but it's apparently something that's happened uh, in previous years. They actually have a gingerbread display within the Haunted Mansion over at Disneyland because for the holidays, that converts over to a Nightmare Before Christmas theme uh, attraction over at the Haunted Mansion. So actually as part of that in the Haunted Mansion itself is a gingerbread house. So that will be coming back again this year so it's exciting it's really cool to see these gingerbread houses they're huge in scale if you've never been there at the holidays to actually see them what I find most interesting is that you know of all this stuff Disney cuts or tries to get you to pay more for that they will spend money on this that gives them no cool. revenue in any way shape or form and it's got to be expensive because I think it said it, it takes the bakers like three weeks to make these gingerbread houses oh my so gosh. It's all the ingredients, it's the time for all the bakers to set them all up, and then they tear them down. And again, nobody's paying to see this stuff, so it is interesting that they keep doing this, which I think is good. You know, Disney needs to have, you know, some of this stuff. They can't charge you for everything. But yeah, so these are, these are really cool. I mean, you can see them now through uh, January 8th, if you're going to be there for the holidays.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point that you make about, yeah, other no added value, but... Um... Yeah, I don't know that gingerbread houses are necessarily the added value that people want, but still cool. Well, it's and one of those. Exciting. Yeah,
1: it's one of those things that they're not making money off of it, but if they didn't have it, people would be upset. Yeah, be upset right. by it. So I think it's it's an it's probably one of the cheaper things that they can do to keep, especially with everything else that they've moved. They, they got rid of free fast passes. They charge you for this, charge you for that. You know, at least keep the gingerbread houses uh, for the holidays. But yeah, the haunted mansion. I never realized. They put one inside the Haunted Mansion over at Disneyland. I think that's that's pretty cool to have uh, a gingerbread house uh, in the Haunted Mansion.
0: Yeah, I would love to see that. We'll have to you know fly out to California to see it.
1: For sure. All right, so <laughs> let's <laughs> jump into our main segment today. So you can only keep one. And so if you've not listened to our show before, how this works is you have a set of three and you can only keep one of them.
0: So this uh, is some strange multiverse where our opinion completely alters the course of... Reality. Yeah,
1: the other two go away forever. So that makes it tough. You know, it's easy to eliminate one usually, um, but to eliminate two is pretty tough. So we've done this before. If you want to go back and listen to those episodes, definitely be sure to check those out. But this week, we are focusing solely on songs from the Disney animated movies. And this spans, you know, the past few decades of animated movies. All right, so let's start with our first set of songs. So they all come from The Lion King. So we have I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Hakuna Matata, and Can You Feel the Love Tonight?
0: All right. So, you know, starting with one of my favorite movies with, in my opinion, the best soundtrack. It's really hard. A lot of people really love all three of these songs, but I think that for me... There's one of these that stands head and shoulders above the rest. And for me, it's Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Because not only are you getting a beautiful love song in the movie, but also you get an Elton John version of that, which also is our song uh, that we danced to at our wedding. So I think that that song is the most important to me. And although I like the other two, Akuna Matata would probably be my number two. It's still, you know... Can you feel the love tonight? It's still head and shoulders above the other two. Well, You're
1: gonna make me feel terrible whenever I don't pick that. Now you wow. really set that up to be I have to pick. Can you feel the love tonight? You do, you but do. that is definitely not the one I'm keeping. So rude. <laughs> it's a good song. I mean, they're all good songs. Uh, like you mentioned, the, the Lion King has a great soundtrack, and all of these movies. You know, so each each set of songs comes from a particular movie. Um, all of these movies have great soundtracks. And great songs. Um, but for me, from The Lion King, I'm not keeping Can You Feel the Love Tonight. It's between I Just Can't Wait to Be King and Akuna Matata for me. I'm going to go I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Wow. So you said that was actually your third one. That's the one I'm keeping. So how I look at this is you know, how good is the song? How does the song fit into the movie? How does it kind of play into it? I feel like I just can't wait to be king. It's more upbeat of a song. It's more of a spectacle of a song in terms of the animation. That's true. It's kind of like the whole rationale for everything Simba does kind of like it's this whole thing of I just can't wait to be king. And then it kind of plays into this whole double meaning of like be careful what you wish for because you got to become king Mm -hmm. and it's really not. The life you thought it was going to be and maybe you shouldn't have wished for it to happen so quickly
0: and also that's the innocence of a child right you know you're wishing that you're king but you're not realizing that for that to happen your dad has yeah, to the, die. Yeah, the
1: consequences of that but and then just again the whole animation like the, the style of the movie changes the color palette changes for a little bit and it, it it's just a great song i so i feel like for me that's better than akuna matata in terms of the movie akuna matata is a good song but i feel like it's it's not upbeat. It's more of that kind of that like what? transitional level. It's super upbeat. It's upbeat, but not compared to I just can't wait to be king. That's much more of a spectacle for me. So for that reason, I'm keeping I just can't wait to be king out of those three. But you kind of put me on blaster and made me feel bad that I didn't pick. Can you feel the love tonight? So I'll pick it just to keep this relationship going.
0: <laughs> you can have your own opinion. Kay. I mean, I have to say that on the podcast. After we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So the next set of songs comes from Encanto, which is a lot of people's most recent favorite soundtrack. So number one is We Don't Talk About Bruno, two, Surface Pressure, and three, What Else Can I Do? So I'm going
1: to be honest. I don't know what the song What Else Can I Do is. Where is that in the movie? Please explain that to me. That's
0: Isabella's song. That's, you know. What else can I do? Okay.
1: That basically tells you my opinion on that song is that that one can go very easily because I was like, this song's in the movie. I don't even know what it is. All right. So that leaves me with We Don't Talk About Bruno and Surface Pressure. So I'm going to go with We Don't Talk About Bruno. I know that seems like a little bit of an easy out just based on how popular that song is. And that's probably like everybody's favorite song. But I will say about this. and It was actually, weirdly, I was thinking about this completely unrelated uh, to this list even before I kind of looked at these groups you had put together. But I was thinking about this um, the other day because it was something with Lin-Manuel Miranda about, you know, he writes all these great songs and, and all these songs that kind of come out of this, all the movies that he's done. And I remember going to see Encanto. We saw it in the theaters. So it was, I think it blew up kind of on Disney+, Plus, but we saw it in the theaters. And as we were at that movie, like, these songs are so good. and like, yep. And then they got to We Don't Talk About Bruno, and I think even like during it, we both were like this is amazing. This is an amazing yeah. song. And it's weird because it's very rare when I have those moments of like, wow, this is like really good. This is something special. I feel like Moana was another one, which were songs written by Lin-Manuel Miranda as well. That's like, there's there's something magical about this. And when you're there, and, you know, obviously, like there weren't as many people in the movie theater, not many people saw this in theater. So like, I feel like it wasn't like as live, like you didn't get a feel for like, do people like it or not? And you kind of't hear anything of it. And then you start to question like, well, I don't know, maybe was it really that good? Like do I remember it? <laughs> and then the, and then it just blows up. It goes on Disney Plus and then it's everywhere and all the songs, everybody's talking in Kanto. they're playing we all talk about Bruno on the radio, and I kind of felt like it was like my secret that like I knew about this song before everybody else because we saw <laughs> it in theaters and it's like, oh I, I knew that. It's like I discovered the talent that is Linda Well, <laughs> La Miranda. So so for me, it's definitely good we job. all talk about Bruno because I, I remember very specifically... I mean, Surface Pressure, I remember being very good and all the songs in Encanto are very good. But we don't talk about Bruno, just the style of the music and just everything going on in that song and how it kind of just changed the whole narrative of the movie. I do remember sitting in the theater going like like this is great this is another masterpiece by lin Miranda and then it just blows up and you're just kind of so like vindicated by it again I feel like I'm acting like I wrote the song and I'm vindicated that people like it but I can only imagine how like lin Miranda would feel that yeah people like really discover this and loved it so for me that's the song you have to keep the rest of the songs again I don't even remember what else can I do so the rest of the songs can go for me uh, but you got to have we don't talk about Bruno and Encanto.
0: All right. Well, for the sake of argument, and also because I do half believe this, I would pick Surface Pressure. We don't talk about Bruno is so good. It is so fun. Um, I love like a lot of the musicality of it, and I think overall it's the catchier of the two songs. But Surface Pressure to me, it has such a strong message. Whereas we don't talk about Bruno, not so much. I mean, there's like the oh, we have like a dark family secret we don't talk about. But surface pressure, I think, is so relatable where you feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. And for Louisa, she literally pretty much does. And so she's trying to, like, keep up a front while she is, um, you know, really struggling. And it's still a pretty upbeat song, but it's just a very, like, real and raw message. And I love some of the different references that Lin-Manuel put in there, you know, talking about Hercules. Did he ever say, yo... You know, I don't want to fight Cerberus. Like some of these different references he has in there are very brainy and kind of fun. And then just I don't know. It it's just a really great song, and I feel like you know in certain aspects of that I do relate. Um, and I find this song is is kind of a nice release of that feeling.
1: Again, Surface Pressure is definitely a great song as well. I think you oh. can't really go wrong with either of those two. All right, so the next set of three songs comes from Tarzan. So we have Trashing the Camp, You'll Be in My Heart, and Two Worlds.
0: Okay, I think this one's pretty easy, but also the other two are really great songs. But I think You'll Be in My Heart is just such a sweet Beautiful song. Phil Collins really brought it on. You'll be in my heart. Trash in the camp is a lot of fun with the shooby doo da da ba ba da 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 da. Like that one's so much fun. But if it didn't exist, and out of the other like two songs, you know, two worlds is good. But it's kind of like I feel like it's you know like you'll be in my heart, but not quite as good. I think it's a very emotional song. Again, kind of going back to what I said for so- surface pressure. I feel like you know there's a lot of relatability for parents like singing that up to their to their children and about their children and and so it is just I don't know it's just really beautiful
1: so it's interesting you said this was easy because I feel like this is one of the harder sets to pick because I feel like all of the songs in Tarzan are very equal I feel like they all are a very good quality of song I think they're they're tonally very similar So, you know, whereas, like, The Lion King, I mean, I just can't wait to be king. We talked about that's very kind of upbeat and lively. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It's a love song. It's a lot slower. Like, they're tonally different. They kind of, you know, play different roles. I feel like Tarzan, it's all very similar. And so I feel like it makes it harder to try to pick one because, one, they're all very good songs. But I feel like, two, that means one doesn't stand out head and shoulders above the rest. I do, I do kind of agree with you. I think "Trashing the Camp" uh, is a good song, but that one is probably when you remove that from the st- from the story, it doesn't really change the movie that much. So I- I'm going to agree with you on this one. Um, I'm going to go with "You'll Be in My Heart." I mean, that's just such a power ballad of a mm-hmm. song, and. Again, Two Worlds is a great song. They are so close, kind of neck and neck, you know, in terms of what they do. But I feel like You'll Be In My Heart does just edge it out a little bit because it is just such a strong power ballad and probably slightly just the better song that that's the one out of the three you'll keep. But I, I do feel like in Tarzan, they are all so solid that Phil Collins did such a great job with that soundtrack that it makes it hard to pick one because I feel like they're all equally very good.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're all excellent. Speaking of, you know, really excellent songs and having a very hard time picking, our next soundtrack is Moana. And the three choices from that are How Far I'll Go, You're Welcome, and Shiny.
1: So this is the second soundtrack from Limonwell Miranda. I kind of talked about this when I talked about Encanto that, you know, when I was sitting in Encanto kind of thinking about it, it reminded me of Moana because i remember kind of watching that movie of like wow these songs are really good you know again you know Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote them and, and they're all very solid songs so I kind of remember that going into Moana like that all of these are very good and, and they all are kind of special in their own way I think I've said on the show before that you know I don't really think The Rock is like that great of a singer and you know everybody's like so excited that The Rock's singing and he, you know he makes a big deal that he sings You're Welcome he kind of more talk sings it I mean I I love The Rock, but he's not that great of a singer. I mean, let's let's all be honest here. So I don't think "You're Welcome" is that great of a song because of his performance of it. I mean, it's not really like—I mean—a song in a way. I mean, it's a good song. It's it's funny. It it plays a role to introduce you to that character. But I'm not as big a fan of The Rock's performance of that. So I think for me, that one's kind of third on my list. Um, so I think it's between how far I'll go and Shiny, which I think are, are two great songs. We talked about Shiny as being a great villain song, mm-hmm. and I think it is a great villain song. But for me, I'm going to go how far I'll go, just because that song is about and sung by the main character. That song is kind of the theme of the movie, and that is all about really the driving force of the movie and Moana's desire to push her limits, see what is out there, in the ocean, past the you know the waves, and it is really about okay. Now that I'm here, how far will I go? What I have no limits now. You know, really the the sky's the limit for me. I can do anything now. I am Moana. You know, I mean every everything about that movie kind of comes from that song. Whereas again, Shiny's a great song, but. If you take that villain out and put another villain in, Shiny's not gonna make sense, but the movie still works because she could have some other antagonist in there. You don't necessarily need Shiny to have Moana, but you need how far I'll go
0: in order to have Moana. All right. So I think I'm going to completely disagree with you on some of what you said. I think you are spot on about what you said about how far I'll go. Jermaine Clement does do a large number of talk singing. In Shiny, he does, but I feel like it works
1: better. I feel like that song, and maybe it's just the kind of the beat and the melody of it. Like it's just, I feel like Shiny is a better song than You're Welcome. I, I just do, and you're right. There is there is kind of talk singing in that, but I just, I like Shiny better than I like You're Welcome. See, I, I don't know. I'm just that's my opinion.
0: So I'm judging this and a couple of the other ones based on if I hear this. If you know, sometimes I'll be listening to music. And certain songs will pop up and I love them, but I am not in the mood to sing that song or listen to that song. And that's me
1: with your welcome. I'm like, I don't know. Out of these three
0: songs, when how far I'll go comes up, I recognize how beautiful the song is and how wonderfully it's sung, but I don't always want to listen to it. And Shiny took a really long time to grow on me. I recognize now how wonderful it is. But your welcome has been solid for me since day one. I love it. Every time it comes on, like I don't think I ever hit skip on your welcome. I'm
1: gonna ask you a question though. Do you love your welcome? Or Or do you love the rock?
0: (laughs) You know what though? I think it I think it was if it was sung by somebody else, I probably would still love it.
1: Disagree, but okay. I think
0: I would still love it. I mean, it's very hard to divorce those two things because in my mind they're so entangled. But I just think that it is, I think it's the character of Maui and how well it kind of personifies Maui as kind of being this person that has a lot of bravado, this demigod, I guess. With a I'll give of you bravado. that. I'll
1: give you that. Your Welcome does an incredible job of very quickly introducing you to Maui, his backstory, what type of character he is. Like you immediately get Maui as a character from Your Welcome. So mm-hmm. I, I will give you that. You know, probably more so than most songs do describing the character, you know, and and really giving you a... And that's... You know, in a musical, that's what you want. You want the songs to really quickly tell you who this character is. And You're Welcome does do that. But again, for me, I could skip it all day.
0: Yeah, I love the talk singing part. I love the rapping part. I love the, you're welcome. I don't know. It's just... It's so, so good. I love the the animated part where we see his story through the tattoo... Uh, little mini Maui. I mean, like the animation for all of it is great. It's just, it's just so uplifting and happy of a, of a song. And I feel like it could be applied to so many more areas too. Like whenever, you know, somebody, you do something for somebody, if you're, you know, really feeling perky that day, you could be like, you're welcome. And hold they'll on, know what you're talking about.
1: On. So a song about a person bragging about how great they are is an uplifting and and model of a song. To follow, okay, interesting.
0: It is, it is, it's so good though. It, interesting take because on this because you know that Ma- that Maui is also a very like kind of injured character where he, he. Well, you get that after.
1: You don't he, know that when you see when but, you first meet him. It's, like, it's on a rewatch. You're right. You, you yeah, get that. you
0: know that like that bravado comes from an area of kind of hurt. I think so. Moana,
1: and maybe she does say this, but I think she should have said at the end, "Like you're welcome to him." Like when she like saves him. You know, when she <laughs> saves the day at the end. She's like, "You're welcome."
0: So, our last one this round uh, is not a specific movie, but a group of two musical movies, and it's the Frozen movies. So, the three choices are "Let It Go," "Show Yourself," and "Into the Unknown." So, you can see my my leanings of which soundtrack I like better <laughs> based on the ones I picked.
1: So, these these are all great songs, and I think you know it's interesting. We kind of picked from both frozen soundtracks because they, they both have uh, incredible songs. You know, Let It Go is a great song. I feel like it got so overplayed, people started to hate it. Yeah, I'm not going to pick it, I think, as my number one. I don't think it's my favorite, but I don't know. Is that because I kind of got wrapped up in this whole thing of like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm tired of hearing Let It Go. You know, I'm, t- I'm tired of hearing this because I'm not. I-, I definitely love it. I mean, when we go to the parks and they play Let It Go, I definitely love it. Um, for me, though, I think Into the Unknown is a stronger song. And I think out of these three, I think it's the best. I think for me, I would probably put them Into the Unknown, Let It Go second, and then Show Yourself third. It is difficult, though. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of them, it's kind of easy to dismiss one of them. Yeah. Um, but really all three of these, I mean, in any day, if you told me, okay, show yourself stays and the other two are gone, I- I'm going to be happy with that. Cause I think, you know, to your point before where you're like, okay, what, you know, can I listen to this song or do I want to skip it? You know, kind of, you know, am I in the mood to listen to this? I mean, I like all three of these. I think these are all great songs. They all, again, encapsulate the theme of the movie, the struggles, the characters are going through so they drive the plot forward they kind of let you know what the character is feeling and kind of what's going on they're great musically they're great you know lyrically you can listen to them over and over again so really if if any of these stayed i would be okay with that but for me i think into the unknown is a great song and i think out of frozen 2 that really was the showstopper and they wanted that to be the showstopper and i think it does work so i'm going to pick into the unknown and then i'm going to let it go go
0: that was a thinker. I didn't get it at first. So I love all three of these songs. I think they're all great, as you mentioned earlier, power ballads, because that's what they are. They have Idina Menzel singing them. So I mean, why wouldn't they be these amazing power ballads? But out of the three, I really wish I could disagree with you. But Into the Unknown, for me, is the standout of the three. And just a little anecdote to kind of, you know, go with into the Unknown being such a great song, so I'm I'm in the middle of training for the just for doing the dopey in January. So yesterday, I think I was probably hold
1: on a second. Most people probably know what the dopey is, but because I think this is the most insane thing in the world, please explain <laughs> what the dopey challenge is uh, for people that may not know.
0: Okay, so the dopey challenge is for marathon weekend, and that's in January. And so you do the five k. Then the 10k, then the half marathon, then the full marathon, and they're all four con- days in a row, yes, at five consecutive- a.m. in the morning. Yes, in and, conse- and also, that's when they start, not when you have to wake up to get dressed and catch buses.
1: Hence, why it is called the Dopey Challenge. Yes.
0: So currently, I'm following a 50k training program because basically, after all of the, it's more than a 50k, but all of them together is uh, a lot of mileage. So anyway, so I was running. It was my, a three-hour long run. So I was toward the end of my three-hour long run, and I got back from going. I came off of the, some trails, and I like trail running. So I came off of some trails and went on to just a long stretch of uh, like limestone path to get back to where my car is parked. And I'm like, this is kind of a boring section, so I'm going to put some music on finally. And I still was able to find the energy to sing Into the Unknown out, loud and also um, with hand motions and everything. And there was Probably a man... I got some
1: stairs on the trail that day.
0: Oh, yeah. There was a man riding a bike and he would smiled so big and la- like was kind of laughing at me. I also, I will say, I did do this with We Don't Talk About Bruno as well, but it was just so much fun. The playlist that just so happened to come up was the Disney playlist. And I was like, the, you know what? I don't think there's anything else that is going to put me in the proper headspace to just kind of wrap up this run because... You know those last couple minutes, they were a little rough.
1: All right, I'm going to throw a twist here at the end. So we've gone through five different movie soundtracks. We've picked one song each.
0: No, out of those no. five,
1: you can only keep one of no. them. Which one are you keeping out of the five that you pick that you're keeping? I'll, I'll go first. I'll give you a second to think about this. I'm going to go. We don't talk about Bruno.
0: I oh, think wait, it's, of all the songs of
1: all of all the five you pick that you're keeping. Which one are you keeping? I'm keeping. We don't talk about Bruno. Out of the five. So out of I Just Can't Wait to Be King, We Don't Talk About Bruno, You'll Be in My Heart, How Far I'll Go, and Into the Unknown. Those are the five I picked. Out of those, I'm keeping We Don't Talk About Bruno, and the rest of them can go because I love singing We Don't Talk About Bruno, and I could listen to that song all day. So that's the one I'm keeping. Which one out of the five you picked are you keeping?
0: I don't like this.
1: So you went Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Surface Pressure, You'll Be in My Heart, you're welcome. at into the unknown.
0: So I think it's it's pretty easy up to a point. For me, it's between into the unknown and surface pressure. But out of the two, I think I would have to pick into the unknown. I don't even know what you picked because when you said yours, I was too busy trying to figure That's out. That's good. I said we don't um, talk about Bruno. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think I think I'd have to go with into the unknown. It's just so powerful and so I don't know. It, it kind of it's like one of those songs that just like gives me chills when I hear it. All right. So I think that that okay. might be it. What if
1: The Lopez's who wrote all the music for Frozen, and Lynn manuel Miranda, who wrote <laughs> Encanto and Moana, worked together on a Disney movie? That may be that may break like all records of everything ever made. I don't if, think I would
0: ever listen to anything if else. If they got ever together
1: <laughs> and wrote music for a Disney movie, nah, that would be pretty phenomenal. So all right. Right, so you keep it into the unknown out of all of them. And I'm keeping We Don't Talk About Brina. Great songs. Yeah. All great songs. So Yeah, they are. All right. Hopefully our, our listeners enjoy this. Uh, we'd love to hear what your picks are. Which songs would you keep out of this list? What's your number one song out of the group, out of all of them? Uh, let us know over on our Facebook page. We're Enchanted Ears over there. want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please subscribe. Please leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps. really helps us grow, and we really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for letting us your ears.
1: Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday.
0: Bye-bye.